From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday and welcome to Burncast. In today's episode, we speak to Mod Man and talk about his project, The Dream Machine. But first, the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. First up is Perv Sweat in response to our segment at New York DCOM with Jonathan, the creepy hug guy. Let's listen. Jonathan, Jonathan, giver of the creepy hug. This is perv sweat. I must say that I admire your work. I'm hoping to meet you on the playa and partake. I want to learn from your creepy hug technique. You see, I've been stalking a young lady at Black Rock City for six years now, and she continues to run away. Oh, she's such a delicate flower, but she keeps running away. I know in my heart that if I could just give her one creepy hug on a par with yours, she would stay with me forever, forever, forever. This is perv sweat. I've been watching her, and I want to learn from you, Jonathan. Learn, learn. Second up on the Burncast Community Bulletin Board is Supernova. Hey lady, this is Supernova here. I just really want to thank you for doing what you do. And I was really inspired by um, the monkey guy that I can't even begin to pronounce it, Hudson. I was really inspired by uh, hearing his passion and his vision. And I know that was a few weeks ago, but I'm just um, going over the Burncast syndication because I just found out about it last week. Oh, but I'm so excited. Thank you so much for connecting our community. I love your drinking game. I love the whole thing. You're awesome. And um, I'll keep listening. Keep us together, baby doll. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much, Supernova. Okay, that's a wrap for the Burncast Community Bulletin Board, so let's move on with today's episode. Today, we talked to Modman about the Dream Machine. Now, the Dream Machine was originally created by artist Brian Geisen and scientist Ian Somerville. It is a stroboscopic flicker device that produces visual stimuli. In its original form, a Dream Machine is made from a metallic cylinder with slit cuts in the sides. The cylinder is then placed on a record turntable and rotated to 78 or 45 revolutions per minute. A light bulb is placed in the center of the cylinder and the rotation speed allows the light to flicker in a constant frequency situated between 8 and 13 pulses per second. This frequency range corresponds to alpha waves, electrical oscillations normally present in the human brain while relaxing. 
Now, according to Wikipedia, a dream machine is viewed with the eyes closed. The pulsating light stimulates the optical nerve and alters the brain's electrical oscillations. The viewer experiences increasingly bright, complex patterns of color behind their closed eyelids. The patterns become shapes and symbols swirling around until the viewer feels surrounded by colors. It is claimed that viewing a dream machine allows one to enter a hypnagogic state. Our recording took place in Black Rock City on Sunday, September 6, 2007. Sunday morning, 11 a.m. I'm here with some friends of mine from uh, Camp Home Slice, and we're gonna talk about how your burn was last night, and maybe learn a little bit about a bicycle story. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mod man, and uh, my burn was great for me. Uh, I was just saying that I think my bicycle had more excitement than I did. How so? Well, first of all, its lights are still on. I'm not sure what that tells you. It's been out all night, and its lights are still on at 11 o'clock in the morning, and it's hot. He's still going, man. He just doesn't want to stop. <laughs> Were you here for both burns? For the, well, Derek, as well, the uh, oh, crude no. awakening, or what are you talking about? Oh, um, oh the first burn. For Monday yeah, night? Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So how is Monday night burn from Saturday night's burn? Yeah, it's a good question. Both were really peaceful for me. Yeah. Um, the first one, uh, when we walked through, basically we were, it was the lunar eclipse was that night, was when we decided to go out to the playa. I guess that was the night, Tuesday night? When did, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Then it must have been Monday night that we went out. Okay. In any case, yeah, it was really peaceful. It was very serene. The whole vibe around the man, like sounds of the forest and the way it was lit. It was really cool and felt like a rainforest almost. Mm -hmm. Pretty much any time of day, you know? And I just found it very peaceful in there. And then I heard about the fact that it had been lit on fire and I went out the next day and sure enough it was gone and there was a big black hole in the roof, you know? So it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of, it, it was like, yep, okay, well, it, that's what they said happened, sure enough. <laughs> and we went back a couple of days later and I really liked the fact they put the phoenix on the man's yeah. head. And plus there was a camp right around the corner from us that had a big, huge neon man and they turned the head off. <laughs> for the whole week. <laughs> well, I heard that the phoenix was actually made from the remains of the, of the first man. Right on. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. And then last night, I mean, I, this is only my second Burning Man, and last year it was just exceptional. It was crazy. Like, I, I felt like I'd st when I stepped across the fire ring, I felt like I'd come into, like, stepped across the threshold. You know, it's just such a big awakening for me. And then this year, we have a tower in our camp, and we were on top of the tower with a couple of close friends, and we just watched the whole thing because I was pretty spent from the week, and it was actually the absolute right thing to do, and I feel good today, you know? So, like I said, my bike had a lot more excitement than I did. My bike went to all the clubs. My bike saw all the sights. So, Did somebody steal your bike or something? No, 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 no. no. It was just in our camp, and basically people that knew I wasn't going to go out uh, asked to borrow it so and that was pretty much on a regular from Thursday through Saturday night so my anytime I was in camp my bike was out of camp especially at night so and he's got the low rider uh, lighty ups now <laughs> so he's super bright green what are you going to take away from the event this year well I brought art this year and it kind of made everything challenging. The playa taught me a lot of lessons about myself and about ego. 
and the, the nature of giving art for art's sake, just for other people's enjoyment, became very apparent, and I gained a tremendous amount of respect for friends in the camp who every year put up like the tower, which is a monster to deal with, and the shade structure, and having come early in the week, it basically our camp was you know just pegged out when we got here on Monday. So I watched them put it together, and I watched the joy and determination, really, that they put into the building of the camp and building of their artwork and the building of their space for other people. And just the, like, elation that you get from seeing other people experience your art. So tell me about your art piece and how, what was the process when you got it on the ply? What was the process? Because I'm sure there was many challenges with weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay, every piece of art out here I now have just a totally different perspective on of, oh my God, how the hell did you do that? Because uh, mine was, I think, pretty simple, but it was a dream machine. And the dream machine is a, an invention of the beat generation, William S. Burroughs. There's a Dadaist, a painter, um, Brian Gusson, who invented it from lots of other mediums, but he put it together with a Cambridge mathematician and neuroscientist. And then back in the 50s, they were really studying a lot about brainwave and brain function and stuff. And this is actually really, it, since it was created by an artist, it was, I, I followed his original plans. So it's a brass cylinder with these really ornate holes, sort of Moroccan looking shapes. And it's uh, a cylinder about nine inches around and th 32 inches tall, light source in the middle and it spins. And it, you just go in, you sit down and close your eyes and the, the pulsing of the light is set such that it mimics your alpha waves. And it's really, really, really relaxing. And some people, if you kind of let go enough, you will start to see things. So it was really interesting to hear different people's experiences, compare it to my own. And the first night I brought it out here, I had been working on it for almost a month and then had just gotten it finished and set up before I came out. And when we got here, I hadn't really played with it much. I'd only turned it on and see that it worked once at my house and then just brought it out here. So the first night I was like, well, what the hell? There's nothing else to do. Let's just plunk this thing down and turn it on, see what happens. So there's no shelter, there's nothing. It was a dead calm night, moonlit. Just threw a small blanket down, set this thing on a steamer trunk and turned it on. And it's, it's powered by an old 1960s Panasonic record player because it has to spin at 78 RPMs, right? And that's like such a fragile link. I've got a vintage, you know, Panasonic radio, FM, tuners, tape deck, multiple record changer turntable <laughs> and that thing is so cooked with playa right now <laughs> but yeah it worked beautifully and we sat in front of for like six hours the first night and people were coming up to us like as there's one of our friends courtney who really liked it really enjoyed it and she sat in front of it and somebody came up and said has courtney moved at all in the last six hours because it does that to you man. it's like and it was like moths to a flame because it was in the open and, and there wasn't much of the camp set up yet so people would just walk over like what is that because it has a really interesting effect of, of what you see and then the challenge was to build a structure enclose it. it and I went with all natural either re renewable or reuse stuff so I built it out of bamboo and recycled billboards and I'd never built anything on the playa before and I hadn't even cut out the pieces of the, so I had these two gigantic billboards <laughs> and a utility knife. And my buddy and I were out there like 
cooking in the sun trying to do trigonometry because it was a <laughs> hexagonal shape. <laughs> My notebook has like all these like really nice drawings in it, you know, and then this one page of magic marker, like algebra and trigonometry trying to figure out. And every time we'd lay it out, lay it out on the tarp to cut it for the floor plan, I was like, that's not a 30 degree angle, man. I mean, I draw on 30 degree angles in my life, and that's not one of them. <laughs> so, and then the wind blew it down. Oh. Almost, almost. It's like all day Wednesday, we fought the wind, pretty much, because I got lulled to sleep and didn't finish the way I'd planned it. Didn't even have the roof staked in, and that storm hit. Uh, it was a mess, man. I threw down so many stakes and so quick. We had to keep retying the joints, but it held together, and it was really. It was good structure. It was cooler in the day, and I could actually run it during the day because the vinyl was so thick. What was your experience when you lay down in front of it and closed your eyes? Uh, I had a lot of different experiences. It was almost addicting, really, in terms of how comforting it is. But as an artist, and, and I'm, I make my living as an artist now, I rely on my dreams a lot. It's a tool almost. I, sh I shape things and think about things over and over and visualize them in my head before I execute them. And it gives me solace. That's kind of what I do. So my visualization skills have been toned, you know? And this is really interesting. Like, it's all in the front of my head, you know? And when I sat in front of it, I was thinking about, hmm, what would I like to see? Hmm, I don't know. A cute ass in a thong, maybe? I don't know. Let's see. What can I conjure up? And you see these dot patterns, you know, and it takes, it sort of becomes three-dimensional because of the way the machine's made. Uh -huh. And it's really beautiful. It's like dancing three-dimensional little pinpoint lights. Uh -huh. And then you start to see sort of geometric shapes. And then if you're lucky enough and relaxed and calm enough, you can actually sort of break through and start to see things. And it's like your mind's presenting them to you. You're not really in control. Like I thought of, I saw one thing in the first night, which was the bow of a motorboat going down a, a river in a, like a fjord, you know, mm -hmm. a tall mountain. Mm -hmm. And that's not really something that I've experienced, but uh, as a child, there's similar things. So, and it was like random, like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And the only way I could get back to that, to finding that space again, was to sort of go through three portions of my brain, the front, mm -hmm. the middle, which was sort of the geometric, like, oh, let's, here's a teaser. Mm -hmm. Looks like, you know, club lights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, like a really excellent laser show or something like that. And then there's like this third area, like in the back, very top of your spine area. And that's where that one image came from. And I could feel it like I had just accidentally, oh, oh what's in here? Uh -huh. And after that, I realized I had to give up control of the dreams. So it was constantly a fight between this, the front part and the back part. And the middle part was just party. It was like, hi, <laughs> here's some dancey lights to look at. And a lot of people would say, oh, I saw the sparkly lights. Uh -huh. And then some people would say, oh, I saw geometric shapes and patterns. And a few people said, holy shit, that's trippy. Uh -huh. You know, so I think depending on who actually sat there and how deep they got into it and how relaxed they were with their own sort of mental state with dreams, and there's, I think some people are more predisposed to just enjoying dreaming. So they just naturally fall right into it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy good fun. Um, do you have any advice for other artists coming to Playa and how to manifest their vision here? Overbuild by 10. Yeah, overbuild by 10. And don't get lazy. Playa's going to take its toll on you. It just will. And you, so you have to kind of be on it. And 
it, it will change the experience quite a bit. Having only done two burns, they're very, very different, one with art and one without. But it's well, well, well worth it. I mean, Burning Man is art to me, so, you know, it's one giant expression of art. Such a cool, revitalizing thing to do. But yeah, build 10x. Has, and I guess my last question is, has, has the playa changed your original idea that was in your head to what came out and you plopped on the playa? No, actually it didn't. I, I see mistakes, but it's the same thing we were just talking about with dreams. Dream state is how I kind of conjure things up and anything that I do that's in the physical is kind of thought through and, and visualized in my brain. And all the components were exactly what I expected and then the plier ripped the shit out of it <laughs> which made it real you know thank you very much mod man thank you just a dream just a dream just a dream no dream is ever no dream is ever just a dream just a dream just a dream no dream is ever That was Modman and his dream machine at Burning Man 2007. For more information about this episode, just click on our blog at burncast.blogspot.com, where you'll also hear a bonus recording of what Modman did during the rainbow. Just a dream. No dream is ever. Just a dream. No dream is ever. Just a dream is Just a dream is No dream is ever. Just a dream is Just a dream is Just a dream is Just a dream is No dream is Just a dream is ever. No dream is ever. Just a 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 dream.
listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, visit our blog at burncast.blogspot.com. To contact us, please call the Burncast hotline at 775-363- 
1-800-585-5861. Music in today's episode is from the artist Hands Upon the Black Earth, from the album Hands Upon the Black Earth, which can be found at magnatune.com.